We're here live on Instagram, Facebook Live, Mixler, CannabisCactus.com, always free. Never prickly. Amen. <laughs> you know how we do it, Brody. Uh, the Blunt Master General is serving weekends right now for his DUI, so he'll be back on Wednesday. Port Remember for- not to drink and drive, always smoke, smoke and, and fly. fly. I'm <laughs> that's, that's That is the God's honest truth, so shout out to my little brother. It was heartbreaking having to take him to jail yesterday, you know. That, 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 like I was telling my lady, I'm like, that's supposed to be me. Like, if it's me, the whole family would be like, oh, that's Nora. That's, that's Tolo. <laughs> but my brother, bro, it's just like, fuck. He's a good one, I think. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely the good one. But he'll, it's, he's just do. he has to serve five days. So he's oh. doing two weekends and then right. a Saturday. Wow. But, with that, you know? But, yeah. you know. It could be worse. No sweat. Yeah, no sweat. Exactly. But he'll be back with us Wednesday for Wednesday's episode. He'll mix Sweet. next Saturday, and then the following Saturday, which will be his last day, we're going to go and do the podcast outside of the jail and then just wait for him uh, to get out, you know? <laughs> I don't know how the jail will feel about that. Well, it won't be our first. It won't be our first. Exactly. <laughs> it's public property. Yeah, yeah right? They, uh, when I got picked up by Customs for CBD uh, oh, and really? then released, we did the same thing. I actually had to go back in to get my luggage. And while uh, I was in there, they called me and we did the podcast there. For, Crazy. From the That's show. funny. So what, they picked you up for, I haven't heard that story. You got picked up for CBD from customs? Or yeah, I was coming back in the country and had some, some tinctures and stuff oh. like that. They uh, were com- completely outlawed. All right, Zavidas. I saw that cover. I don't know what I that was I remember that cover. I was like, I okay. Just, I need to check that one out, though, ASAP. Yeah, am... so because it has a trace of THC in it, to them it's ash oil. They... You know, oh really All put right. the bracelets on me took me right into the county jail and they tried to stick me with over 400 grams possession because really? the weight of the tinctures. because the weight of everything that i had yeah. that, that tested for thc that weighed the whole entire thing yeah. so then a month or two later they federally uh passed the the hemp bill and uh, now that basically decriminalized cannabis because they can't tell how much thc is in exactly it. <laughs> they can't yeah. prove it's over the point three uh, percent, and uh, that's why I haven't been prosecuted, I guess. For the threshold, I'll be your host for the evening, Tolo. I'm not here with the Blood Master General, but I'm here with the mustache from the South, Mr. Franco 602. <laughs> what's up, Franco? How you doing, bro? Yo, what's going on? I'm doing fantastic. Got a lot of a lot done this week and a lot of relaxation. So, been a product- pr- productive week, productively relaxing week. Uh, had enough highs. You know, a couple lows. I'm gonna sideswipe somebody today. Actually, coming in. Uh, oh, so shit. if you're listening, uh, I'm completely sorry. I didn't, you're in my blind spot. <laughs> but I wanted to ask you guys, what? How, how do you apologize when you know you're the you're, you're at fault? Like I, I waved. I was I like, oh shit. Yeah, the like, hard wave. I was like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta make the face too, like yeah. That. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. So I was trying to look. That's why I wrote down the window. You do the whole. I'm so sorry. Yeah. yeah. I'm so sorry. Well, you can hit me if you want. No, but uh, it was a, it was a good week. Thank you for asking. And uh, I do love all the work that's been uh, done in the whole building, uh, from from the homemade genius set to everything that um that's going on downstairs in the cannabis cactus office and. Uh, with Von Teasy doing all the work he's been putting in overtime, so epoxied the floor. Yeah, dude, oh, it looks man, amazing. So beautiful. Yeah, so good job too. And then uh, got the got the guest of the week, uh, Holo in. So uh, we had good burgers from. Have you been oh, to the shit, South yeah. Catering? Come yeah. on, dude, you can't beat that. Delicious. So, so yeah, good, great awesome. way to start our Saturday. Yeah, right? barely twelve thirty, and that's now all we're that ready, happened. We're ready to see differently. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
gonna it's, happen in just a second. It's straight Thanks from for the cannabis that. cactus that. dungeon. We got Miguelito, Mikey Milkis. What's up, Mikey? How you Ooh, doing? Feeling good, boys. Here to put the glide in your stride, the pep in your step, the funk in your trunk. Something like that. <laughs> you, sound, you sound like a morning radio DJ right there. <laughs> Here to put the pep in your step, the junk yeah, exactly. in your trunk. That's right. Boys. Welcome to morning radio, KDIF.org. Here comes 90 minutes of Road Split Podcast. You're tuned in live. <laughs> and we got our weatherman for the evening, Mr. Homie Toe. What a Homie Toe straight from the Homie Genius Podcast. Make sure to follow them at Homegrown AZ. Hand him a little mic time, Mikey Milk. Oh, hop in here, boy. Come on, come on. Do a little gift from Sage Rock. That's their logo right there. Hell yeah. Now they got the character. The table. Come to life. But yes, sir. I appreciate it. We got the break in the table, so I'm pretty thankful for that. It's the first time we shoot anything on this table, so. That's what we can do it here. Hell yeah. Roach Clip podcast style, baby. That's how we do it, boys. And we're joined by some wonderful, beautiful freaking guests. Introduce right. yourselves, guys. From Holo. They're straight from Holo. Follow them at Holo on Instagram. Is it what's the website? Holo dot Holo dot co. H dot co. And then Holo underscore co for uh, Instagram. Cool. And what's your name, bro? Um, I'm Robert Cerrone. I'm the director of marketing for Holo. And my name is Alfred Hermes. I'm the chief science officer and co-founder of Endo Farms and Holo. Endo Farms is the company that produces all the Holo products, and Holo is our first product that we're releasing, which is our all concentrate right. line. Hell yeah, and you guys uh, came out swinging here with the lab-tested meds before it's required by state. Every batch lab-tested. Is that part of the uh, mission statement there? Yeah, big time. Um, we actually, this has been in the works for three years now, so it just anything that you try to do overnight or you're thinking, hey, this is going to be quick, we're going to get to market, you know, it's going to be great. You run into a million hurdles along the way and those growing pains that any company or startup has. So three years ago, we would have been really radical and really new with the testing that we're doing. Now, um, we're just really ahead of the curve because the new laws are going to come into effect in November, but we're testing for everything that the new laws are required um, or requiring from um, producers. So um, we feel good that we're ahead of the curve. One thing that we were surprised with is that whenever it was announced it's happening in November that everyone didn't already start implementing that that day instead of waiting to the second I'm assuming or the day before it's required right. that was a little shocking because you think oh we just lost our little bit of differentiation we had because everyone's going to start doing this now that you have to in November well that wasn't the case and it was a little surprising because you would just assume that would be but you know it's something that we're just pushing that the whole market goes towards that and that we get this, you know, uh, market that has a lot more emphasis on putting out clean products for patients. You know, yeah, that's, now you're now your lab's ready to go. There's a lot of people are going to spend a lot of money reworking their tech, their packaging, their whatever. For our degenerate li listeners, they hear scientists, they hear lab, they think we're Walter White in this motherfucker. What is Holo? Holo is boutique hydrocarbon concentrate. So what that is, is we use hydrocarbon solvents, things like butane, propane. Um, we use a closed loop system. So um, we're, you know, really pulling some, what we consider some fun science. But for your average person, we're using solvents and gases to take out the medicinal components of that cannabis. Then we're on the back end recovering and um, evaporating and ripping out that butane 
that hydrocarbon gas so that when we're done, we have a full spectrum oleoresin um, extract that basically has all the constituents or the most desirable constituents that the plant um, possesses into a finished product. Um, minus everything that it took us to get there, which in our case, it's just the solvents and the hydrocarbons we use. And that process that we do, we do it in a real controlled environment. We're backed by science. Everything we do, we base on science instead of just throwing stuff in a tube and seeing what we come out with. So we do, a, we had a lot of R&D into the process, but at the end of the day, Holo is just, you know, simply put fire concentrates, but on a deeper level, we try to make clean, consistent, reliable product. And the way we do that is through a lot of science, you know, a lot of painstaking work, R&D, you know, we spent thousands and thousands of dollars just to get to the point where we were comfortable with the product that we were producing, not only aesthetically, but also with quality and with cleansiness. Because like, again, the market doesn't require testing. Well, we're doing heavy testing, and we learned the hard way that maybe some of the reasons why people don't want to do testing, which forced us to be real careful and cautious of who we get feedstock from and all these different types of things that were the growing process to end up where we're at, which is a place where we can confidently say, if you go get a Holo product from the dispensary, it's clean, it's tested for that product that you're actually consuming. And you, at the end of the day, you can get those results and feel comfortable about what you're about to dab or smoke, you know, pretty much instantaneously outside of, you know, QR coding your phone real quick and doing that. Um, so that's really our mission is, you know, we want to put out one, I'm a, you know, I've been a grower for 20 years. I consider myself a cannabis, you know, you know, nerd and, you know, junkie to a degree, you know, because I live and breathe for this stuff, not only consuming it in all its different ways, but also just being ahead of, you know, the new curves in cannabis, not only cultivation, but processing and all this. So I really want to consume high quality product, you know, so I'm the guy who's a butt tender's worst nightmare because I'm critiquing things heavily. I'm, you know, looking at what the product is. I'm asking the questions that a lot of people don't have answers for. Like, is this tested? What's it tested for? How recent are the test results? Are they for this batch? Um, and my whole goal is, well, I want to be able to make product that someone like myself has no question on taking, dabbing, you know, all the questions that I would ask are answered almost just with the product itself, as opposed to having to go down this rabbit hole to find out, one, is my product even clean? And then, you know, everything else comes along with that, whether you got reliable, consistent product. So that's kind of the, you know, what I would say in a nutshell, but I'd like to hear what Robert has to say as well, just to get different input from our own company, because we all have, everyone has a different view of, you know, what you have and what Zone you are. Zone to the bone. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, what Alfred said. That's, uh, no, uh, from my perspective, I, I've gone up there a lot, uh, up to the lab, and the way they, Alfred and his team does stuff up there, I mean, it really is lab-based. I mean, clean room, the time that they spend, the system that we have is... I, I mean, they really put, I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, it's going to sound cliche, a lot of love that goes into that because they love what they do. They love the science behind it, and they want to make sure that it's clean. Um, one That's of something you'll taste. We encourage you to try for yourself because you'll notice that in the taste. Yeah. I did with the batter. Yeah, yeah. and Beautiful uh, flavor. Yeah, and that's the thing. We really try, and, I mean, the guys up there, I mean, I like I said, I've seen them do the work and it is it's 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 a passion and a love that his team has and it really comes through in the product so what what year did you guys incorporate or become a company 
Oh, man. The whole brand. The, the grind has been going on for a while. Endo Farms, the parent company, um, I started as a consulting company. Um, Can over you get five a little closer ago. to your mic? So, Endo Farms, the parent company, I started as a consulting company over five years ago where we just were um, doing building design and designing cultivations and um, extraction labs for people. And that really just turned into seeing the ins and outs of the industry, good and bad. And that sparked me, us to say, and initially me to say, man, this can be done better we can do this right because i see a lot of things that were done wrong and corners that were cut or we would supply a great design and you know a lot of times due to monetary reasons that would change a lot because it would turn into you know, you know they'd have to cut corners and save money to actually get the project done so it was no longer that great building or great cultivation or great lab that we had sought out initially with our architectural drawing so it pushed us to say man we can probably do this better and do this right and i partnered up with a couple of my current partners and from there we you know painstakingly started the process to get into the market develop the brand holo and um it's just been a you know a love-hate relationship since then at least um with anyone who's growing a company you realize it's such a difficult process but when you have this insane passion that i have and a lot of our team has for what we're doing um, it motivates you you know each hurdle is like a new challenge and sometimes you don't even think you're going to get through it and when you do you realize man this is the wherewithal of the squad you know this is all of us banding together to make this happen and um you know really the stacks are the chips seem stacked against you you know what i mean the cards seem stacked up against you and when you make it through those things you almost tell yourself man what we're doing might make sense or there might be a reason behind this shit and that's been a big motivation for us to say hey we're on to something we've made it through you know tons of storms and you know shit storms and hurdles um, but we're still in the fight so it's you know it's a it's a painstaking process but we're so you know we're, we're nerds about this shit so we love and breathe you know we live and breathe it so that's what's up man the grind the process you said you've been in the game for 20 years right in the weed industry yeah i've been growing since man our first time i was 18 years old went to canada bought seeds you know because one we could drink up. i think i just turned 19 so we were able to drink up there went up there got seeds and that was the start of it you know redid my buddy's cabin turned it into a grow and never stopped since then you know and then the industry came 10 years later and it was like oh this is legal now we have this figured out to a degree even though in reality we had nothing figured out but at the time we thought we did you know what i mean like anyone growing that's still the case today you know i can't even you know um, argue that now but um the thing white the real, belt mentality you yeah. always got to be a white belt in your mind that way you could always yeah. soak up new game oh, we're trying to learn like every that. second and white we do belt mentality, yeah you have to almost you know and in the lab we learn that more and more because every run's a little different you know consistency in the lab is something that you have to strive for and work to get it doesn't come just naturally by the process it's something that you know you have to you know you're tweaking things you're tuning things so it's um it's an art to say that you know people say oh extraction artist is such a ridiculous term i'm not saying we use it you know we try to be science and chemistry based all my team is but the art in it is the fact that this is an ever-changing process to where there's a little bit of tuning and things that are different like baking bread huh yeah and i don't even know how to bake bread so right. i can't even tell you <laughs> <laughs> i have no clue i couldn't bake bread for the life of me you know i can you know bake a you know crumble cookie but i couldn't make a you know food for the for shit speaking of crumble um that's one of my favorites so far we got the jack uh a rare crumb crumble right here but what mediums are you putting out um what kind of products are you guys making? Well, we've got um, the shatter, the batter, the crumble. We're now doing, huh? I'm gonna take a dab. I'll let you oh, you take. All right, please, take, a dab, take a dab, and I'll and I'll and I'll, and I'll chat. Um, 
So we got the batter, the shatter, and the crumble. Those were the first products. We now have sugar. Um, we're doing. Uh, we're going to be start doing some um, testing on some live product that we're going to be yep. bringing to market. Um, Can you and, break down uh, the differences between shatter, batter, sugars for people that I don't know, like myself? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so the crumble. So the crumble is literally that. It's it's. So every shatter, batter, crumble, they're all different form factors of an extract. Mm. So extracts maintain real high terpene profiles. The flavor's really good. Um, and so crumble is exactly that. It's just, it, it's crumbly. You know, you take a little bit, as Alfred's doing, and, and getting things fired up. Um, you can uh, you basically vaporize it, you know, whether it's using, like, a pin or something like that. Shatter, translucent, glass-like. I mean, it looks like um, it looks like a piece of glass, hence the shatter. Again, just a, a different form of uh, uh, factor of concentrate. Is it extracted the same way, or is it? Yeah, every, everything is extracted the same way. Um, usually, you um, it used to be like everyone starts for shatter. You know what I mean? That was the thing. You start for shatter and you go from there. Now the market's changed to where shatter, quote unquote, doesn't matter as much. Even though some people really, you know, like shatter, um, but we make so all the different consistencies that we make um, shatter batter crumble they all start in the same place um live resin has a little bit of a different life um that's my timer to take this dab so i will yeah, answer yeah, yeah. that question in a second go for it and then the sugar what's the sugar i think that was a you said sugar right robert yeah what's the sugar sugar is exactly that i mean it, it's just it's very sugary i don't know I guess and it's, it's like not sugar just crystals. made so it's not just made that way it develops that way right, so it's exactly. more of the after processing that happens and so by leaving it out by it being exposed to oxygen the way it dries out and does this or that or it's whipped or this or that and i don't know how to make it is he right is oh, how it's gonna end up. So PhD. you can take you can take like a hash oil that might Pimpin sugar up. The you know, just by leaving it in the jar, it may turn into actual diamonds. It may have stones and rocks in it. What? Still sugar crystals, but um, some people sell that as diamonds. You know, whatever. Yeah. So um, basically, what what happens with um, product is. Um, depending on what you're shooting for, the extractor does have some control over the end product. So depending on how we manipulate it, like you said, we can whip something into a crumble. Um, depending on the container you put it in, you can even get some of those consistencies by accident, like a sugar. You know, if you, you know, sugar, sugaring can happen from tons of reasons. You know, there could be nucleation is what happens on some level. It could level. be strain particular. It right? could be strain particular. Um, the way you run something, you know, one thing that if you run really potent product or really pure product, not potent, I take that back, um, and you're refining lots of fats, waxes, lipids out of the product, so you're de-waxing or um, you're just really scrubbing the product, polishing it to a degree, um, you have a higher chance of having those things happen because the THC to oily or resin ratio is higher, so you can get precipitation, which is basically, like you said, diamonds growing out you get of it. New form things forming. Exactly. So it happens from a lot of different reasons. It's, um, but we go, we create our products um, based on the form factor we're going for as an end. You know, shatters the thing. I was just today flipping slabs in the lab this morning because um, we made it. Flipping slabs we, in the we, lab. We made it. <laughs> Sounds like my new rap song. <laughs> that, that, that's life right there. That's always the weekend grind for me. But um, we don't do a lot of shatter. We do it, you know, kind of based on order and as more of a limited drop type product because, you know, batter is what's in right now. You know, I, I like batter myself. You know, I just like the the 
additional terpene fraction that's in a lot of the batter. And the reason for that is, just to kind of give you guys an idea, shatter and crumble are the two form factors that usually live in the oven or are um, cooked and dried, I'm going to use for you know layman terms, the longest. So when you talk shatter and batter, those are going through the heaviest process of post-processing in terms of heat manipulation and vacuum now what those do and this uh, doesn't really degrade the product necessarily but what it does is it's gonna um, reduce the overall level of terpenes to a degree now you can get crumble and shatter that's really high in its terpene fraction however generally speaking a batter and these type of products that don't cook as much or under vacuum as long have a higher terpene fraction it's one reason why live resins are popular they naturally have a way higher terpene fraction you got that that's where you get the flavor right that's where you get the flavor is those terpenes and flavonoids which um that's one of the reasons why we use a hydrocarbon extraction um, butane or hydrocarbon gases, which there's a lot of hydrocarbon gases from pentane to butane to propane, you know, all the tanes, anes, you know, they're, they're hydrocarbon all family <laughs> gases, but, um, yeah, fuel, exactly. Haines. Yeah. Oh. But those gases give you a really, um, deep and, um, you know, a heavy, they're harsh solvents. So they're going to give you, uh, um, a real stripping of the product, which in turn gives you a full spectrum oily or resin, which can is the constituents with cannabis that we're shooting for all the cannabinoids, um, and all the flavonoids and terpenoids. The other things you get with it are whatever else was in the plant. Something that extracts the good things that good also extracts the bad things that good. So if there's a heavy amount of heavy metals, if there's mold, mildew, if there's anything in that plant, you know, I mean, let's just say the plant itself um, is a plant that produces a lot of um, wax itself. Now the wax is what keeps plants waterproof. It's what all the leaf surfaces are covered in. It's cute and you know it's the it's, it's the, the cuticle, it's the the shield, it's the waterproof barrier that plants produce. So even though you don't see it, every green leaf is covered in a waxy substance. Now that waxy substance also gets extracted in the product. Now um, our extraction process we refine that heavily in the extraction process in line. So we're trying to make really pure product at the end of the day, but um, the gases we use give us the ability to give people a real full spectrum products. So you're getting as much of the plant um, that you can with the type of extraction process and, and we those, do. And those gases are completely eliminated from the final product? Now, um, we strive for completely eliminating the gases. However, um, usually you're going to have a slight amount of residual. So I'll put it into perspective. Um, when you smoke a cigarette or all of us, we just smoke that blunt and you smoke a joint, you know, that the butane that's coming off that lighter for that moment, you inhale that you're getting hundreds, if not thousands of parts per million of butane. Now in, you know, most area in the United States, basically 5,000 parts per million is an acceptable amount of butane. Because when, when they say, hey, when you light a cigarette, we don't want this guy lighting a cigarette sucking over 5,000 parts per million of butane in his lungs all day each time he lights a cigarette. Now, 5,000 is considered safe by all medical standards at least you know and when i say that you know that could be up for debate but i just took five thousand right exactly there to the dome. easy you know <laughs> easy i think you lit it twice so you might add 10 um but <laughs> at the end of the day um we strive for numbers that are under 500 you know and a lot of our products if you look you're seeing 23 parts per million um those amounts yes there's residual solvents there but you know the other thing that people don't realize is when 
Like you have leaves decaying on the side of the road that are all wet or, you know, anything, a bug dies or a bird dies, you know, those are emitting, you know, solvents as well, ethanol, things like that, you know. So, you know, those aren't abnormal in the atmosphere that we breathe. You know, people think, oh, I'm just breathing oxygen. Well, you're breathing like 80 plus percent nitrogen, really, in each breath that you take. I'm not saying you want to suck down butane, but in the amounts that our products have in it, it's, you know, it's really safe. Again, this is something that you shouldn't just be inhaling naturally anyway. No one's sucking on cans of butane yeah, unless exactly. they're looking for a good time, maybe. You know what I mean? And that's questionable. You know what I mean? Unless but. you're a magician trying to spit <laughs> Exactly. So, the Vegas um, Strip for a couple bucks. So, the gases aren't completely eliminated, but we eliminate it to a, what we consider a really safe level. And we try to strive for no parts per million. But I like we're that honesty. Getting... Can I just interject that? I appreciate the honesty. Yeah, appreciate that. I'm not trying to cover uh, it's like it up. saying broad spectrum instead of full spectrum, but just those technicalities <laughs> that you are, are calling attention to. Well, I think it's important for people to know. You know, it's um, one the honesty in the whole market needs to rise up to transparency. Where, yeah, the transparency yeah. needs to be there. I believe every dispensary and everyone who supplies products to the medical market should at least be able to comfortably themselves as a producer owner. And I know there's costs to this, you know, and I know it's not easy when you have thousands of SKUs and all these things, but being a startup who is cash strapped from the beginning, because we're not a bunch of guys just with millions of dollars or anything. No, we're like local guys like you guys, you know I mean? We just, just like you guys, we're grinding to make what we made happen. Like you guys are doing it with this show. Um, But at the end of the day, what we stroke, what we said to ourselves is, listen, we might not make as much money as we would. Obviously the market doesn't require us to test anything. We could just be selling this stuff marketing hard and you know we'd make a lot more money but five pounds of moldy weed you know we told ourselves you know what first and foremost we won't make money until we're making it right and yeah we're gonna pay more for each product we put out there um so you know being a startup and being as you know fighting tooth and nail just to get where we're at it's hard for me to listen to the other side saying oh well there's a bunch of costs to testing well at the end of the day we're putting out quote-unquote medical product for medical patients whether they're using it recreationally or not you know we're not here to judge or you know we have no opinion in that neither here nor there but at the end of the day the grade of product that should be associated with the term medical it should actually exist instead of the veil assumption that everyone has which is pretty sad because i ask people you know when you buy something at the dispensary and um, it being medical it means it's clean right it means it's safe and most people who don't really an know assumption there just the yeah. connotation of the word medical it's crazy and it it's must a, be safe it must be tested right it, it goes been. hand in hand so for people riding that wave on the side of you know what people think it's safe anyway so we don't have to test until the day we have to test i as a company we don't agree with that well, and, and also have fun with that yeah exactly <laughs> and get ahead of that curve well my whole yeah. thing is I, I tell patients you know so since Everyone knows since, you know, almost last year, this new regulations happening and that everyone has to do this full panel testing come November. How do you feel as a patient knowing that your producer, the person you buy product from decided to say, you know what, we know we have to do this. Not only do we know we have to, we kind of all agree that the reason we're doing this is because it's needed and we should be caring about what patients are putting into their body. So no one can say, you know, pull the card and say, oh, no, we don't give a shit about it. You know, everyone agreed and said, you know what, all they're really asking for is saying, hey, um, yeah, I'll hit that. Um, All they're really asking for is saying, hey, um, 
you guys should make sure patients are getting safe and clean product. And no one really could say, oh, no, screw testing. You know what I mean? Um, it's not a good idea. I came from a market where it was already required in, in Nevada. So I come from Las Vegas and I start buying my first eighths here. And I'm like, what are the top three terpenes in this? Or what's the THC <laughs> good luck level? With that. They were looking at me like I was crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, Go and ahead. then the one dispensary that did have the lab results, they were from June of the previous year <laughs> or whatever, you know. So. Yeah, and that's and that's what I was going to uh, kind of springboard off of is, yeah, our test results are for the product that you're actually holding in your hand. It's not three months old or four months old or anything else. I mean, you can actually scan that, and that's the actual product that the test results for that. It's, it's more than um, terpenes and cannabinoids, which is what a lot of test results are springboarding off of Alfred you know we test for microbials heavy metals residual solvents pesticides and just and to the people that don't know those are extra costs to you guys that doesn't come with a standard oh, test you know, yeah. so that's that's something you're going above and beyond already. right because again it's all about you know the cleanliness of the product which is going to impact the whole thing so you know again we talked about standards we actually you know there's standards that uh, some of the government agencies have and we go half of that um, is our standard, so we try and fall range. below half of what they already have it at. So that's kind of that's kind of what we're doing with that. So that for us being a cheerleader for that, that's always hard because you guys came on with us as a sponsor before any of this hit the shelves. <laughs> so that yeah. always makes you wonder, oh, what are we what are we cheerleading for? When he dropped these first samples off, I saw how clean everything was from the box to the packaging. That gives you good enough confidence the way this was all put together that when I opened it up. It was going to smell good and be amazing, and it has been every gram that I've seen. So, dude, yeah. this crumble is still moist in the most beautiful oh, it's way. That's terpy. Yeah, that's, that's what I was awesome. saying. Like usually, crumble, a lot of crumble, you gets fully dried mm -hmm. out, and it's just completely caked. And what that means is that most of the terpenes are gone. Terpenes are a wet substance, so terpenes are a solvent themselves. They dry out. That's why you're. Yeah. Well, just like the hydrocarbon gases are a solvent, and they strip things and break things down. Terpenes are no different. It's the same reason why, you know, your pine salt smells like pine. You know what I mean? Well, that's a terpene, you know, and that smell of pine. You cut a it, fresh piece of wood. Exactly. And those in that that essential oil or oleo resin is a solvent, so it breaks things down. So um, along with that, it holds its viscosity or it holds, you know, it's going to be the sauce or the terpene or the liquid fraction that you see in extract. So when you buy diamonds, a majority of that liquid that you see in there, that terpene is a terpene fraction because terpenes stay as, you know, they stay in liquid form to a degree. Now, um, when you get a crumble that's really, really bone dry, and sometimes it just happens. So I'm not saying every one of our crumbles are like that, but as a producer, we strive not to strip all the terpenes out. So our battle every day is let's make super good product that looks good, that tastes good, and the taste and flavonoid part is let's leave as many of these terpenes in here as we can. So if you see one of our crumbles and it's soft or has that consistency, it's not a bad thing. No, it's actually it a good feels thing. Like you know, really it's a good hash in Europe. Yeah, like it's exactly. got a feeling to it that I haven't felt in this market. I can't compare that to another crumble on the market. So I would encourage people to check out the crumble just for that reason. I'm a crumble connoisseur and I would give that a five star hammer lock. So, the, the yeah, one, and that's because thanks. for your dabbers out there too, if you're not a dabber, uh, Tolo rolls it in as blunts, you know. Uh, and I love crumble for my blunts. You know, you can just mix it in with your weed. So you don't get like, uh, like when you put maybe a distillate or something, you only get like a, yeah. you know, you get a wet spot on the blunt. Yep. With the crumble, I could actually mix it. I'll grind my weed first and then oh, just so mix smart. it up in there. 
And then every, everybody always asks me, what's in here? You know, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's real really fucking smart. You don't see the burn like you do if you put shatter in it or something. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out to Holo, man. I, Thank you. Everything Thanks. I've tried since day one, bro. It's, it's been amazing. I met you guys at the. Money. At the Top Golf. Yep. Yeah, that and that's when that's when that that same night Reese fought Joshua, dude, and knocked Reese knocked out Joshua. I was watching it on my and phone. Was, heavyweight boxing, man. Yeah. And, and everybody's like, Mikey's like, why is he so excited? I'm like, bro, this fool just knocked out the fucking golden child, well, like <laughs> a, yeah. a fat Video Mexican, game <laughs> a fat Mexican. So it gives me a fucking Franco hope, you know? Yeah, man, we're so <laughs> excited. We could, we could be heavyweight champs one day, <laughs> <laughs> or. With all this fat man hope, you know. <laughs> what, were, what were you gonna say, Franco? I'm sorry, I interrupted you. We all get there, guys. Trust uh, me. <laughs> no, I just kind of been uh, listening and just kind of reading, reading the books and um, putting everything together. But uh, the one thing I'm kind of taking away is uh, the health guidelines that you guys are talking about, right? Not only are you guys like pushing the boundaries on what's new and innovative and in the cannabis community now, but it's um, even like literally, I'm watching you like wipe down your equipment right even just now out 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 in like the world right like that's your travel kit i'm assuming and but i could only imagine how like the workspace is or you know what i mean so you look at that sort of stuff so as a stoner and as somebody that's going through well what we're all going through right now you can actually if my testimony is anything it's like you see that in the way they carry it in their everyday life but also for the people that smoke and that aren't kind of like into that it's fucked me up. I'm pretty stoned right now. So, like, <laughs> well, who's next? I just sanitize the rig. So if someone wants to hit this, I'll load it uh, up. Who made your rig, dude? And sorry to interrupt you, Robert. No, no, You're it's next. okay. Get the homie tone next. Um, yeah, this is a depth glass and suits glass. And I don't know if I'm pronouncing the second one wrong. Okay. Um, but it's a collab. And, um, set up the, set up the homie toe. He just crossed the border last week. He don't know how to use one of those. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's get on it. Yeah. I got a turp pearl in here and everything. Yeah, dude, he's see some heady shit. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> no, I was gonna, I was gonna say, like, a funny story about Better the safety. Funny. It is. It's good. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what? Oh yeah. Well, hang on. Oh, so, Robert, let me tell my story. Oh, so, in terms of cleanliness, wait, yeah, I told my dad's story earlier. Yeah, right. So anyway, um, the first time I went into the lab, mm-hmm. okay. So when you talk about safety and you talked about what you were reading and stuff like that, first time I went in the lab, I just went to ask a question yeah. uh, from Alfred. And before I could even enter the door, I had to completely suit up, put on a hairnet, put on the booties, um, baby. And, and put on gloves. And I went in and asked my question. And about 35 seconds later, I left the lab. <laughs> and I had to take off the whole thing and everything else. You know so, why, too? Because look how hairy he is, man. He has to, he has to yeah, go through exactly. so much There's shit. There's not enough. <laughs> like, he, go, go he, goes through, through, he goes through a box of uh, beard There's, nets. Yeah, like, not yeah, enough yeah. PP. A day. Because every time he walks out, it's off, and then a fresh one goes on. It's like he's going to have a baby every hour. No, but you guys are going to influence the market with that. That'll be more because of what it's going to do to customers and because – Patients are going to just be more knowledgeable about what they're asking for. That's going to drive the market. So, yeah, and look, uh, it's look. worth spending money on marketing. You know what you're doing behind the scenes more than how pretty the product is when you're done, which is beautiful. Yeah, and that's what we've always said from the beginning. And Alfred's always said is that you know the packaging could look great, but it's what's in the jar. It's the quality of what's in the package. And you mean down to the microbial level? Down to the <laughs> microbial. Literally. Yeah, down to the to the last. It has curve to be down, down to that last level. Last yeah, Otherwise, the rest of it doesn't matter, right? Because if you make it look great, taste great, and people don't know. And this is the thing. 
I, you know, my whole thing is it doesn't matter if it's there or not. It's about having no clue as a consumer if it's there or not. So when anyone buys most of the products out there, and I'm gonna say, and I'm gonna challenge that that's over 95% of any products you can get in a store right now. And there Robo is a couple challenge. guys doing it right, and I and I commend those guys, you know, because um, we're a small group of people who's actually doing that. But when you go in a location, the biggest, my biggest issue that? with the product, and again, I'm. Uh, cannabis, you know, nerd, condesor, fiend. I buy my competition. I buy, you know, other product. You know, I, I like it. There's other guys doing things right, you know. Um, but the hard thing is anyone, including myself, when I buy most of that product, you really have no idea if it's clean or not. It's just an assumption you have to have. And when on the producer side, anyone who's worked in a lab and actually made oil knows that that's not always the case. That you know, So the, good point. That doesn't matter if you're the coolest kid in school company-wise or if you're the best producer in town or whatever. If you don't know or have that guarantee, just the backing of your reputation doesn't give you peace of mind no like the lab result does and, and it can't that's the thing any any of the processors at those locations would know um yes the crop could have been completely successful no mold mildew nothing that was visually suspect that they encountered but right. if you're not doing testing and, and some of the testing Sorry. goes beyond just testing the flower cool. you can't always just test the flower and assume that the end concentrate is going to have the same results as the flower which could have been a very clean much bill very of much sale. agreed yeah so you know it's not enough just to have clean flour and some places process with clean flour you know and again does every grow have issues yes does every grow maybe run into things like pm and all that here and there yes can good extractors deal with that and remediate it yes however Peace of mind is everything, and when you buy a Snickers bar, you pretty much got peace of mind that it's not ah. filled with mold, heavy metals. Like you actually don't even have peace of mind at this point. You know it. There's it no question. No, it's, it's we're yeah, in, indoctrinated yeah, yeah. in that. No one, no one questions that. We stuff. don't have that in the cannabis industry. It's so I'm sad. actually started an article. I spent my morning writing about how you can go buy a Bud Light in any gas station across America, and it tastes the same. A Modelo, and they or a Modelo <laughs> in our case. But uh, they rotate that stock. Those companies don't trust their retailers to rotate stock for them. Unfortunately, in the cannabis industry, a dispensary can buy as much weed in bulk as they want, let it sit on the shelf. No regulations. And so you can go in and buy a trusted <laughs> brand that you buy. And we've heard it about some of our favorites that they, you bought an eighth and then it didn't, it wasn't up to par. It was dry. It didn't taste good. It didn't get me high. And that's because somebody so let it sit on the shelf in that bulk bag with a Boveda pack in it. And you didn't get that fresh turpy weed like we got the eighth pre-pack jars straight from the grow or straight from the dispensary. But yeah, you, you we don't have that regulation in our industry. So. How about you, Robert? How long have you been in the in the marijuana industry? Huh. Not that long, actually. Not that long? <laughs> um, yeah, about, well, I'd say about a year and a half, a little over a year and a half. And, uh, you know, from a doing a lot of marketing for a lot of different companies um you know being offered the opportunity to work with alfred and just be in an industry and something new and and uh, just seeing how this industry works is uh you know, we're, we're dabbing it yeah <laughs> it's going around the I table have a cough drop that somebody he has me. one single cough drop single in front cough of his drop. Um, is that your podcast readiness kit <laughs> But, but seeing, you know, how this, you know, just the cannabis industry, the people within it, the, the passion for it um, has been just awesome. Amazing. What got you into the game? What, what made you join the industry? Um, you know, I've worked in 
in marketing with probably all the major industries. This just wasn't one I had I had explored. It, the opportunity was presented to me, and I, I, I leaped on it. So, Were you already a stoner? Or? No, no, I was not a stoner. Are you a stoner? I'm almost there. Alfred's, <laughs> Alfred's got me like 80%. <laughs> I like 80% of the way. You're on your purple belt? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brown There's belt, black no peer pressure involved, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Don't, don't believe what you hear. Don't now, how about you? Hear. 20 years ago, what made you get into the growing game? Or, I mean, I, I assume it's growing, right? 20 years ago? Yeah, no. Um, well, <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah, no. Whenever um, we started smoking, and I guess, you know, kids shouldn't do this, but like, you know, eighth grade, ninth grade, you know, freshmen, you know. Um, and in my well, freshman yeah, year. I've County had to stop what? asking no, that. No, we were here. We I've were had here to stop asking Arizona. that question. Yeah. We used um, to always ask people when the first time they smoked was, but it's it's always too early that we can't publish that. Yeah, yeah, right. But yeah. I feel you. Yeah. On the roach yeah. time, we could publish it. No, yeah, it's fine <laughs> yeah, here, exactly. but like in the magazine, I just have to leave that interview question out. Yeah, like, exactly. In the seventh grade, we went behind. We just say allegedly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly, we were smoking back in you know eighth grade and. By the time I was allegedly a freshman in high school, you know, we saw High Times magazine. Oh. And for me, that was it. You know, seeing the High Times and seeing how flour could look. And we were doing a lot of Mexican Reggie, oh, yeah. um, which was, you know, we were killing it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Still getting and, high as fuck. Like some... Yeah. You know, well, well, we were, you know, we were smoking and, you know, doing other things with it, you know, and um, it did us well for a long time. And then we got exposed to... Um, Dank, back then it was Dank Bud, Kind Bud, and the first stuff I saw that really turned my head was some strawberry cough I bought a mm. gram of, and it cost me $30, 30 for the gram, which was crazy, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I was like, ah, you like, you know, I sell half ounces for that, you know what I mean? Or we buy half ounces for that, allegedly, you know? And allegedly. Um, it was... Um, it was one of those things where it was like, yeah, why not? We'll see, see if this is just a ripoff or not. We felt like it was, even though it looked pure white, it looked crazy to me. I didn't know what I was really looking at. Um, smoked it, best stuff I ever smoked in my life. Got introduced to High Times shortly after, and um, it was over. I was hooked, and then I was like, oh, people grow this stuff, and people in America grow this stuff. It's not all coming from over the border, and you know, we just didn't know anything better back then. You know, we knew people were growing, but you know, we thought that was homegrown, and homegrown back in the day had a <laughs> negative, you know, what I mean, name to it. It wasn't good. So we saw this stuff, and it was ridiculously good, and it was like, well, we need to figure out how to do that. And then, you know, from there, it was, you know, history. We were growing a couple years later. By my senior year, we had a whole house allegedly. we were growing. Yeah, allegedly. allegedly yeah. Um, <laughs> and allegedly, we, you know, never stopped from then, you know. And then no, bro. legality happened. And, you know, now it's a career. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, congrats sticking it out, you know. Oh, not, dude, it was it, painful. It's a puzzle. You've been playing, the, you know. I think you cracked one of the biggest codes, too, where it's a lot of people trying to figure out how do you take something that's allegedly illegal and turn it into an actual company, turn it like go legit with it. Right. And that's um, I, I think it's like people like you guys who are who are doing it are like the who are battling like the corporations coming in. Right. Like you guys are the ones that are saying like this is the community that started. Therefore, you guys are the ones that. Like you guys are becoming corporate as opposed to corporate taking over a community. Does that make sense? Yeah, that but, and that. Yeah, and that makes it makes a lot of sense, which is a whole <laughs> big topic unto itself. But yeah, it, it's the transition that you said that was really good. Is that you know it's it's smart. Yeah, you're like <laughs> mic drop or mic push away. Um, is that uh, you know it's when the growers come together, they know how to you know. Uh, 
and the, the, the guys who are ma- uh, making the extracts and everything else, you know, turn into a corporation rather than a corporation just looking at the dollar signs yeah. or potential dollar signs of just coming in. And, yeah, sucking you up like Kirby. Up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, exactly. That, that threat's not here because they don't have the knowledge. Those companies fail like MedMen or any other one that you've heard of in mainstream America just tanks um, because they don't know cannabis from peanut butter, you know. Yeah. And uh, so that's why we don't have to worry about being taken over. Um, the people that care about the plant from the seed to the sale are going to be the ones that have control over it, I yeah. think. Yeah. It's yeah. always been that way. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, you know, and I would say, you know, to what you said is um, your name one more time? Franco. Franco. Um, With an F. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the stash. Uh, just like F the stash. Like yeah. um, <laughs> but um, like the stash said, um, basically. What it took to get here was just being like blindly passionate, like and honestly, like being that kid who's you know so into video games. Well, I was so into cannabis, like that kid who plays video games all day. You know what I mean? At some point, we had allegedly you know ten, twelve grows that we'd be having to visit every two to three days just to feed, and it was a nightmare. You know, I was going to college full time. You know, doing the right thing, getting a degree, and all that stuff. Agriculture degree. No, back then it was first it was psychology, and then I was like, this ain't, you know, it was cool. I would think maybe I was trying to figure out what was wrong with myself, um, and then um, went for finance, ended up getting the finance degree, and then re- more recently went back to school for ag, just because we had been growing for so long. It was like, all right, we know how to grow cannabis, what we thought really well, or at least good enough to get by with, you know, the product we wanted, um, but I didn't know how to grow anything else. So it was like, well, you know, let's figure out how to grow all the other stuff, and then uh, more recently went back to ag. But um, no, back in the day, it was um, really just going from um, falling in love with it, being like that kid who's passionate about baseball or football, but like, being like blindly passionate to where we were doing stuff at some point that we knew was against the law, allegedly, but we were pe- so passionate. We were like, no, we're going to do it. And we weren't like doing it to be, you know, like, you know, some yeah, not crime guys. organization or something. Yeah. We were like, dude, kids who love growing weed. And we're like, man, we're going to grow as much weed as we can because you know like we want to share this with everything yeah <laughs> we were like we want all our friends to have it and you know we were you know and we got passionate about strains and breeding and all that so we had our own internal challenges if we want to make the best weed in arizona and have our own strains and all this stuff but at the end of the day um it was just being like crazy passionate about it to where we knew we were probably going past where we should and we were you know crossing the line but you couldn't tell us we were going to stop because we actually loved it you know and you know i think anyone who's that passionate about cannabis if you're doing things on the other side of the law i would tell you one you know you should really think about how you can incorporate that immediately into some part of the legal framework of what's going on because there's massive opportunities still you know in the beginning it might not be as lucrative as what guys are doing outside of that but you have to take those sacrifices if you're really passionate about it if you're doing it for the right reasons and it's not just money in these things then you know i would tell anyone who's really you know passionate about cannabis if you, there's probably a lane or a framework that you can figure out based on what your real passion is let's say you love cooking or you love baking or whatever you love gardening you know obviously those things can correlate into cannabis pretty easy but there's other things like if you love makeup you know like a girl who loves who makeup you? and oh. you know i know you love that franco <laughs> you know it goes with the stash you know so you know if you want to like get into you know cannabis makeup franco you can you know i mean there's an opportunity there still for you, you know, guaranteed so I just tell people, you know, even if whatever the thing you're into, however obscure you might think it is, I bet you there's a cannabis version of it. And, you know, 
thinking about how to get into that. Or there you should know. be. Well, exactly. <laughs> or there will be. You know, that's yeah. just the truth. You know, I think it'll touch 80 plus percent of all the products that we consider, you know, standard consumer products. You know, like how you buy cereal and it says, you know, fortified with vitamin B, folic acid and all this stuff. Well, there could be a, a it's not going to be THC, you know, but it could there could be a cannabinoid in that in the future. An obscure cannabinoid, you know, that doesn't have any psychoactive or any anything, but just helps people you know, be, res- you know, resistant to, I'm just going to throw something crazy out there, like cancer or whatever the heck it could be. You know, we don't know enough. We haven't, you know, dove into the really obscure cannabinoids and some of the ones that are in such low amounts in product that you can't even, um, you know, they're non-detectable in, in, in some strains or there's new ones still to be found, you know, that haven't really been, and it's you worth know, found. It's, it's worth, of course like, funding. It is. It's yeah. worth, like... And people are gonna, yeah. there's no doubt about it. That takes, you know, big money and big science, but everything's headed towards that direction. And, you know, I think blood. one day it will touch 80% of the products. You know, we already know it's getting in beer. I hope Modelo's one of the guys who, you know, Heineken's actually a little bit ahead of the ball. I um, fucks with Heineken. Yeah, Heineken does, you know, they're diving into cannabis, you know, so... Yeah. Um, I like cool. and I don't know if I can even say that, but you know, I, it seems like they are. You know, <laughs> yeah. I think they are. You allegedly, know, what I mean, that was an NBA, yeah. I've, I've allegedly seen them at other events, and exactly. you know, what I mean, like, hey, who do you work for? I work for Heineken. Oh, you're at this weed thing. You know, all right, you know, so corporation. Um, but you know, we know that you know Corona, you know, bought stake into the cannabis industry and some of these other groups. So it's coming to the things that are obvious, you know, um, companion, you know, products, beer, things like that. But I think certain cap cannabinoids will be in some of the obscure stuff, like Franco's makeup, like you know, cereal, <laughs> like uh, all sounds. these other things. You know what I mean, I like, like you know, it, it, it doesn't stay out. on it's very well. Oh, it smells great. So it I makes me feel yeah, great. I challenge anyone if you're on the other side figure out a way to get on this side and you know telling you from a person who was growing for over 10 years you know allegedly before the laws had changed um them changing to me was a blessing because i said i'm gonna find something that works within that you know we were cultivators so it was a pretty easy jump but that's turned into something completely different now i never knew i'd be founding an extraction company you know back then we made bubble hash and we're just diving into, you know, open blasting, but we didn't know anything about this business that was the extraction industry back then. The so, butane clan. Yeah, exactly. You know, we were just, you know, we were naive to what the potential was, but I think now people can see where it's going and, you know, coming from someone in the industry, I think almost anything someone can think of there can be a cannabis or a hemp or a cannabinoid or a terpene play on most things you know you're into household cleaners well there might be a cannabis terpene that cleans things better than your citrus terpene that you sell yeah it's just it's going in those directions and people need to think outside the box you know because you know anyone can just dive in and want to be another grower and do these things and i you know push people to do that all you know we're all in you know i'm one of the people who's you know saying hey the industry should grow as a whole let's have more people in here you know let's not have it just for the the few you know what i mean let's have you know the ability for you know other people to get in in whatever facet they can but you know i think that people need to think outside of your standard i want to grow an extract because there's probably ways for people to get in that are you know not really inside the box whatsoever so get in where you fit in exactly even, even to how's our connection huh? can you hear us Who? that's the people saying we're weak and choppy i don't know what that means though 
<laughs> Am I weak or is it connected? <laughs> You're talking, yeah. about, you're talking <laughs> about your beard. Not just kidding. It's, it's, I'm no, weak. It's it's says, it says it's connection beautiful. is weak and choppy. So I just wanted to ask Aww. Tolo for a station identification. You are tuned in to the Road Squid Podcast. You are tuned in. Hey, I got a funny butane story. <laughs> All right, Hank. Is Hill. it funny or tragic? What, what happened here? <laughs> tragic. All right. And, and funny. Nobody died. So that's All funny. right. Good. Good. So it's been, me and my brother, dude. We they used to call this this thing the shit we used to buy honey oil back in like 2002, yep. 2003. And one day I got on Yahoo.com, you know, before Google, and like, how do I make honey oil? And these dudes like showed up. It's a PVC pipe. We made it. Uh, we put a we put a coffee filter in the bottom. We put the the top in in the so you fill up the PVC pipe with weed. And we went to the fucking dollar store and buy butane cans. And we went up to the hills in my homie's van, dude. I mean, we grew up in Cali, and we were buy this honey oil, but we wanted to learn how to make it. And you know, we looked it up online. <laughs> so we bought the PVC pipe. You fill it up with weed. You put a coffee filter in the bottom. You buy, you buy a, a PVC top for the top and just poke, drill a little hole in the top, uh, and then you just fucking put a pan under it and then you let just it, smash, smash it down. You smash it. You let the you let the butane go through that PVC, right? Wow. And it lands on this container, and then we had hot boiling water because it said to put that container on top of hot boiling water to evaporate <laughs> the butane. So we're in the van, bro. My oh brother my fucking so lights cool. a lighter, dude. My brother lights a fucking lighter oh, in there, bro. A big ass fucking fireball, say. dude. Oh, of course, shit. dude. We all fucking jump out the van, bro. My my fucking eyebrows were gone. Good thing I would shave my head back in the day, but my eyebrows were gone. And my homie who owned the van was just yelling at my brother, like, "What the fuck are you doing, bro? What the fuck? You almost killed us." Trying to make the thing that's honey flammable oil. is those gases. But like, now, yeah, like the time. liquid. Big now time. it's like, yeah. dude, we're literally just making fucking shatter wax. You know what I yep. mean? And all and we would do we would scrape it with the with the razor blade and put it inside our fucking Wait, joints. Did and you get did you get anything? There was no though? dabbing back then. Yeah, you, you So would, you did get it? Yeah, so it would it would be so, it would so turn mission complete. yellow or brown or whatever. Yep. And then you just scrape it off with the with the razor blade, bro. And we looked that shit up online, dude, like in two thousand three. Where'd dude. you get boiling water from? Well, we took hot water. I think uh, we boiled it at home and fucking yeah. drove it up. I got so many questions. But we wouldn't make it at home. <laughs> no, because afterwards... Like, so explain yeah. the concept of boiling water. <laughs> afterward, we would make it at home. That's and we'd crazy. put my mom's uh, coffee thing on the... You know, make it boil. Right. We'd make it in the backyard, though, in the open. And fucking... You just... But there was no... We didn't know what dabbing was. We'd just put it inside our joints or smoke it inside the bongs, you know? You stack it with the weed. But what, well, my boil. one disclaimer is... Um, what was described was the most dangerous, and um, we do not recommend do way not to do that. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> never do that. This was what almost twenty. Uh, like was seventeen lucky. years yeah, ago. No, was that, that, that's that, before that's I ever heard of it. Yeah, I never it's, heard of that. Right here, you know, the, the PVC that. pipe with the hole drilled. You know, <laughs> that, that, that's super sketch. But just like you said, that was probably what was online back then. That's to actually tell online, people dude. how to Great. do it, which is scary. You know, that's <laughs> hell is scary, bro. Really scary because. That's awesome. man. The pipe could have exploded on you. You know, if the diameter of that. Oh, hole Matt Shrapnel. Gone, it could have been real bad. You know, it's like the person didn't tell you that when he posted that online. No. But that's the evolution of this industry. Is it went from you know really risky stuff, people not knowing what they're doing, down to you know it being a you know a 
close to what's going to be a hard science eventually whenever universities can get involved and things like that but right now guys like us are just trying to do it with you know as much of a um, science background and you know use real lab work and you know real lab practices as you know how you know what we live by when we're in there doing our processing so we're not just you know doing it how i did in the beginning my method was we had steel tubes rubber stoppers you know gaskets metal screens not too far off of what you're doing maybe a little bit safer but still don't recommend anyone doing that but um it was the way we did it because that was what i found online or found from my buddies in humboldt at the time who were allegedly doing it up there back then <laughs> um and you know it was something that's grown into this you know field and this practice of this area of expertise now which is really exciting so again for anyone looking to even extract out there that area is growing you don't know don't do what tolo did yeah do definitely what holo does. yeah exactly <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah, but don't do what we did back then either down, yeah right. there, there's a right way you know open blasting is yeah it can be done right outside and stuff like that but it's you know not recommended in any way you know it's do it right um and i tell people if you really want to do that one day um, don't just go to companies and say, hey, I've extracted in my backyard with an open tube. Go to Almost school and <laughs> get, a, get a degree <laughs> in chemistry, you know what I mean? Right. Or at least be going to school for chemistry and be taking organic chemistry classes and, you know, have some type of experience that's relatable. You know, I've seen head chefs get into extraction and things like that just because there is some relatable, you know, points there where, you know, they're figuring out formulations and recipes and you know those similar things happen in cannabis so um, you know i just challenge anyone to you know if you're looking at getting in the industry that look at some of those different angles and if you want to do some of the the staples of the industry like grow or extract um, those are areas of um, education already you know in the form of chemistry in the form of biology in the form of agriculture in the form of farming and you know all those type of things so um, there's just a lot of opportunity there still, you know, it's exciting, you know, because us as a company, it's like, these are our first products, but who knows here soon, we might be making a Franco's makeup type product, you know what I mean? Or a mustache cream or something like that. You know, it's like, um, it's not, you know, on the horizon or anything. So, you a know, disclaimer would be perfect. Dude. But, yeah. You just like an know. Elmer's glue type yeah, of exactly. thing. You call it your, the mustache Hemp glue. That's derived, it. You know, speaking Franco's of the mustache glue. Mustache Come on, order now. Go to CannabisCactus.com. Hit the shop. Order your fucking container of Franco's mustache glue. We're about to infuse it with some Holo CBD, CBG, you know I mean? and THC. You, you can only get it. You can only get uh, the thigh tickler with that glue. No, you want that CBD one if you have a date night, you mm -hmm. know, in case you uh, eat some apple pie. Yeah. Because you got some thighs to tickle. Yep, exactly. Because you need to infuse the goose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think you hit on something really important, which you, which you were talking about, like the education. Because so many people, like in the cannabis community, they think, oh, I dab all the time, or I'm going to go and become a, a work with these grow ups and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, no, you have to. You can't just be some schmo off the couch. Like, you have to put in your work to, you know, the education and to be tried and tested to. Um, but you can't do it there is that option to go into that that career you just gotta be on your game like anything else you know and it's it wasn't um what's the word handed handed to anybody you know it wasn't you you really had to like put your time in to learn about this sort of stuff and that's obviously being shown through your product because i know these guys got a really high tolerance and myself and we, we could all really feel like I can tell you're stoned. Yeah, that was some uh, crumbled. Don't tell on me, yeah. Franco. Why are you snitching? <laughs> oh, did one of those blunts have some in there or something? We're drinking too. Allegedly. Allegedly. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
That explains a lot. Alfred, where can where can we find the goods? Um, Robert might even know that better than me, but a lot of a handful or a couple dozen dispensaries or so. Yeah. Um, in the next 20 we, seconds. Should we name names? Sure. In the okay, next 20 uh, seconds, tell everybody. Nature's Medicine. We're at Nirvana Centers. Um, Nature's Wonder. Nature's Wonder. Um, Jars Cannabis. Arizona Cannabis um, Society. Um, yeah, Shout out to Green Hills Patient Center all the way up in Sholo. Yeah. Untamed I love, herbs. Yeah, Nature's yeah, Medicine. You're doing herbs. specials there in Jars. I know look for those specials. They're yeah, coming they're everywhere. Arizona Cannabis Society. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. A couple others that are coming to the head right now. But we will give them a shout out all over Instagram. Though. Yeah. <laughs> we'll probably say that. Are you guys restarting? No, we're good. Oh. Is this break over. time? No, no, we're good. Sorry. No, no, I just uh, this <laughs> our Instagram live ends yeah. in an hour. Oh, so we just wanted to get the last. That's why I was uh, like, "Tell me where you can get it." <laughs> oh, did you get? Yep. Yep. We that was fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Polo. I know. I did. I'm high, dude. All right, all right now we can all. Yeah, I got another one for someone. You know I what's funny? We we got a we got a tradition on the podcast. That was a barely. After the Instagram uh, live ends, we all get naked. You know, I hit yeah. you. So you guys, oh, and we, hit the we usually That's start with the guest. Two times I hit it. See, I thought you were just. No, no. Peen first. Then I apologize. Don't apologize, Oh, you guys didn't hear the announcement. After the Instagram live ends, we all get naked, and then. Oh, sweet. Nobody's watching anymore. Last time, that's when I had to shut it off. Yeah, he got. He was here last time. It was fun. We had a bubble party. <laughs> Smart. You know what, that means. <laughs> you know, or what is a phone party? The phone party. Oh, the phone parties. Yeah, I know what that is. Where they have all the. Yeah. Oh shit! All right, I want to do a little. Uh, we yeah. we call it a family feud. I'm your host for the evening, Steve Jimenez the third. I'm gonna pin the Roach Clip podcast versus Holo. We're gonna play the quick game of family. <laughs> You <laughs> and I'll be your host for the evening, Steve oh, Jimenez oh, the third. With the cannabis cactus slash Roach Clip podcast team, we got Mikey Milkis, aka Miguelito, and Franco six zero two. What's Greetings. up, guys? How you guys doing? We're gonna take it down today. You're about to take. Hey, uh, homie, Toe, can I get a couple of those beers if you're about to dip? Because uh, Steve Jimenez the third is <laughs> slight bit of an alcoholic. Steve Jimenez the third. But you know, I gotta play the character. Oh, I thought you were leaving. Come on, don't leave with all of them. <laughs> no, I'm good. I, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm fantastic. It helps with the cottonmouth that we got from this fabulous Holo. All right, so we're going to go against Holo. Holo, you guys know the rules of Family Feud? Sure. We're gonna put, so Where's the... Uh, we don't have so we don't have a buzzer. You're gonna pick uh, somebody to go head to head for the first, you know, uh, you go first. One on one challenge. Yeah, you go first. What's, What's your name again? Alfred. Alfred right. versus Give me Robert. Alfred and Frank. Yeah. That's not Frank. That's Robert. No, no, to go. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's. There's Franco too. No, right, I know Franco everybody. versus Robert. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read the survey. Versus Alfred. I went versus out to Alfred. the I went out on the streets of the world. You know, I spoke to 100 people, and I got a bunch of surveys done. So I'm gonna ask you guys a survey. First one to yell out the answer. I'll check the scoreboard, and if it's the number one answer, you fucking get to choose if you want right. to take the thing. If it's not the number one answer, they got a chance to score higher than you, and then they get to choose who goes next, you know, to to uh, Family Feud. You guys ready? Yes, so okay. Know, so we want Alfred and Franco. Yeah. So yeah. I, I answered first. <laughs> I said yes first. 
Right, the concentrates work. Yeah. Yeah. Is this brain games? Yeah. <laughs> so I guess I have a disclaimer question. Is that what Family Feud does? They get a bunch of surveys and that's how the games. Yep. All right. These educated. are all surveys. All right. I know yep. but we personally they didn't go out. <laughs> just yeah. be like, yeah. what so, so you have the list, right? Sometimes they'll say we surveyed 100 women. So you can't think uh, like that. You have to be like, right, what would right. a woman say? What would a woman <laughs> say? Yeah, I'm clueless. All right, you guys ready? Family Feud. Yeah, let's get it. All right. Well, no, it's it's the two of them. Yep. Franco versus Alfred. Yes, sir. Hell yeah. Batman. Where's Batman? <laughs> Fuck Robin. He's growing up. Name. All right. Here's the survey. Name a place where people are self-conscious about their looks. Beach. That's the number one answer with 56. <laughs> Franco nice. and Mikey. Do you guys want to take the rest of the survey or hand it over to Holo? Uh, you got we'll it. take it. You guys will take it. All right. What's your next? Uh, so survey name a place where people are self-conscious about their answer if they miss three you guys get a steal if they get all the answers look. right they win the card there's only three answers to the survey oh, I mean, I, we I, ask I 100 people the beach had 56 Literally. 56 <laughs> out of 100 so that's and there's only three answers I, uh, five four three two your wedding day i don't and oh, that's Franco, five. Uh, you guys could talk amongst uh, each other. Oh, five, you can? The, uh, four. the nightclub. Night, uh, like a nightclub. Uh, a la chingada. You guys got one more chance <laughs> before Holo comes uh, and takes the steal. I am it's Steve Jimenez, the tercero. Make sure to follow Holo on Instagram at Holo. What was the question? H O L O H. H O L O H. Hold on, bro. Stop interrupting me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. We got more time to think. All right. Name a place where people are self-conscious <laughs> about their looks. <laughs> Five, four, the swimming pool. Oh, oh man, all the fatties that go swimming <laughs> with their t-shirts in. <laughs> you guys, right, one you correct guys answer, and you, you get, guys a get steal. one answer. You guys steal the card. Oh, Name shit. a place where people are self-conscious about their looks. You guys can talk to each other. You guys got a few seconds to think about it. Oh man, we'll take I a was, few. That was I was blank, but I thought Beach was amazing. Yeah. Right <laughs> Hell yeah! Shout out to Kevin Vontizi. Make you sure don't... to follow him at Kevin Vontizi on Instagram, uh, and make sure to follow his journey at my RSO journey on Instagram. This episode is also brought to you by Cannabis Cactus. Go to cannabiscactus.com. Always free. Never prickly. Amen. What's the answer, Robert? Uh, Robert we decided confident. on uh, Jim. Oh, that is the number two answer. Jim, you guys want to confirm the, the top three? Beach, Jim, mall. So we, we, uh, oh, the mall one's a little dated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was when I go to mall, Amazon, I'm like, very no, self-conscious. People, the malls don't exist you know what anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is like uh, BC, before COVID. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is 2019 BC. Well, yeah, but good Good call. There was only one really to get. You weren't gonna get mall. So we do two out of three. We do we do two out of three. It's not over. The cannabis cactus slash roach clay podcast team is still in the game. I am Steve Jimenez the tercero y gracias a mi familia. All right. Survey. Name a reality on a reality show. This is me and Robert. They're outdated. Oh yeah, yeah. So we're gonna go Robert versus Mikey. Let's do this. Uh, that's just says like name a reality show who the fuck watches it's probably gonna be like real uh what is survivor? it survivor survivor the bachelor american idol what, what was right. the question again no hold on it was oh, this oh, is name the real reality one. show oh. this is the real one i skipped that bullshit one <laughs> it was too oh. easy steve Jimenez the tercero does not give a fuck he eats tacos for dinner <laughs> name something that was much cheaper 10 years ago 
a hamburger. Uh, I don't know. Oh, I need a, I need a, my judge to come over. No, my judge. My judge. Hold on. I, I want to, I want to see if you think Everyone's this qualifies. Everyone's answering before I can even think of. I don't even have anything yet. When did he turn in the toe? Or when? I would It lands in the category. We give it to you. Food. And that's the number four out of six with five. We'll take it, but let's see. You guys got a better answer? You guys could talk about it amongst yourself. Name something. A vehicle. You got it. That's the number two with six out of 100. What was it? So oh, you guys it go, do you guys want to take the card or hand it over? <laughs> yeah, we'll hand it over. Hand it over to Holo. So the number one, yeah, the number one. Oh, yeah, the number two with cars and the number four with food. You guys ready? Nope. Name something that was much cheaper 10 years ago. We're now playing Family Feud. I am your host, Steve Jimenez, the oh, Tercero. Make, for, make sure to wash your hands and wash your ass. I just read a story about a lady that haven't washed her dress in 10 Vaginas. years. Vaginas. Get that bitch out of my studio ASAP. Probably smells yeah. like dead dogs and dead chicken wings. Escorts used to be a lot cheaper 10 years ago. They were. You guys ready? Yep. Yeah, first we'll say <laughs> gasoline. Ding, 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 ding. Hey. That is the number one answer with oh, 71. Wow. These guys confused. Name something that was cheaper 10 years ago, feuders. Are you Ooh. guys going to sweep the boys? Flawless victory? No. Uh, a house. Ding, 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 ding. So, yeah. That's number three. Dang it. Franco said so that one. One, two, three, and four are taken. Franco's got another cat four in the bag, though. Six. <laughs> well, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, All right, so you guys got two more to answer. You guys got zero strikes. Make sure to follow Holo at Holo on Instagram, H-O-L-O-H. And also on the interwebs, go to www.holoh.co and check out where you can find them. Where, uh, Leafly, right? Leafly got all your product too. Yeah, Leafly's got it. Yeah, and, go on uh, Leafly. On our website, type- we have all our locations that, that, that we're serve, in right now. That serve the valley. Mm-hmm. Love it, love it. Fuck yeah. You guys, got, you guys ready for the next answer? Steve Jimenez at Tercero is impatient now. You guys are dominating my boys. Let's do it. Don't right. make me mad. We have two more. Name something cheap that was cheaper, that was much cheaper 10 uh, years ago. Five, four, three, <laughs> two. Apartment. One, one down. One down. One strike. Name something that was much cheaper. The fact that you had to go to the judge for that makes me think that it's still a dwelling of some type. Exactly. I'm thinking condominium. Specify. Specify more on your What? Condominium. Oh, oh, shit. (laughs) Careful. Are you all right, Mikey? All right. I feel like I'm always catching Mikey. <laughs> no, that was good though. Remember when the chair oh, broke on him? Yeah. When well, Joy two, Bags, two when Joy Bags was here. That was before I got hurt though. All right, five. Oh, you scared four, me, man. Three. Clothing. And that two strikes. Wow, two strikes. Name something that was much cheaper 10 years ago. You are now tuned in to the Roach Clay Podcast. I am your host, Stolo, for the evening. And yes. I am joined by Franco, yes. Mr. Mikey Milkis, and the team from Holo. Prody Milkis is right now taking a nice yes, siesta at the Glendale yeah, County so. Jail. You, Later, homie toe. Later, homie toe. And I got the judge. I got the judge of judges oh, for Family Feud, Mr. Kevin Von Teese. Make sure to follow his journey at my RSO journey. <laughs> I can't believe there's Instagram. still two <laughs> answers left. 
Five. I know, right? Four. Three. Is it us? Yeah. Five. Four. Three. Name something that was much cheaper ten years ago. Eggs. <laughs> I was looking at you and you're like, name something that was. Eggs. Right. Food. Food. You guys can steal. If they miss, you guys still win. You guys win the whole game. You guys are the champions. But why did you check the judges when he said apartment? Yeah, and condominium. <laughs> land? Do you think land is one? Maybe. Gold. <laughs> oh, wait, I got one. TVs. Wait, that, that your, wouldn't be on there. Oh, wait, hold is on. that your well, final like, answer? Technology? Five. Technology. Yep. Electronics? Computers. Yeah. Actually, yeah, our, our phone, phone is a computer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> judges, judges. Yeah, we'll take technology. Technology, technology yeah. in that. Yeah. Do, you guys, do you guys feel robbed? No, no. computers. Right. That's that was fair. Okay. That's fair. Steve yeah. Heeman in his 30s, a fair guy. I'm just a ho- I'm just a host though. I don't. But now that means it's one to one, right? But I don't know. Yep, one to one. Rents. All right, oh. let's do this. One more round. Was was it? What is it? It was rents. Rent. Oh, rent. So, yeah. Rent. If you guys would have had rent, you guys would have won. Like rental property. I think. <laughs> Rentals. I know. I heard you say. We started, I started cracking up. You're right. Rent is a pretty basic thing you pay for every month. I just didn't think of that. Right, yeah, not we're half. The, we're but in the depression back then. Actually, only three hundred dollars less. All, All right, we, sorry, go ahead. We surveyed a hundred homeless men. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> What's the best guy? Franco and Alfred. <laughs> Name something of which homeless? you you are sure to find plenty of dirty ones at a in a bachelor's apartment. Socks. Oh, that was pretty close. Who said it first, Judge? Let's I give heard it to socks. the. Let's yeah. give it to the guests. They're the yeah. guests. Yep. You said socks? And I'm guessing that's higher than strippers, or is it not? <laughs> Crunchy ass socks? Oh, off, it's like... Yeah. Socks? It's not there. Oh, well, no. You get... uh, strippers. Oh, yeah, strippers. Well, his socks would be laundry, right? Ooh. What? It's like entertainment. <laughs> you think so? He's a judge. Girly magazines? Girly magazines? Mm, I don't no, think so. No, no. Adult, adult material? Card. Change the card okay. now. Everybody. Yeah, I thought socks or laundry would have to be on there. Yeah. Right? Well, socks dishes. is laundry. That's. Yeah, socks is laundry, though. They would have passed that. Party? That's a pass. All right, I got a good one. I got a great one. Okay. okay. You guys ready? Yeah. You guys yes. ready? Steve Jimenez, the tercero, straight from Mexicali, Mexico. Vengo a gusto y preparado. All right, anybody who can play. Whoever answers first. <laughs> All right. Team. Yeah. All right, yep, yep. Team, team Deathmatch. Yep. I'm down for that. Tell me what you think is the most boring state in America. Maryland. North Dakota. Maryland, 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 Maryland. Damn, they get down that fast. North Dakota. No, 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 no. He's not playing. <laughs> you guys, your guys' turn. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Uh, nope. What? North Dakota. North Dakota is number one with thirteen. But Fargo. That's the one that comes to mind for some reason. Dude. Right. I can't think of anything. Yeah. Hey, dude. I'm glad it went back to you. You guys want to take the card or hand it over? You want to take another stab at it? We'll at the most it, boring yeah. states. All right, we'll take it. Uh, 
Yes, taking it. You have. Yeah, to... we'll take it. All right, uh, Iowa. Ooh, I... that is number five. Ding what? ding 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 ding. Mr. Arthur Philip the Arturo the <laughs> Idaho. Idaho is number four. Ding 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 ding. With numbers with seven. Wait, so homeless people answered this? No. no. This is <laughs> 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 All right, nope. See, he's trying to break up your streak. That's how we control the game. Slow, yeah. slow it down. Uh, Wyoming. Oh, I love Wyoming. Yeah. Ah. I love Wyoming. Jackson Hole. Ohio. Alfred. Cleveland Rocks. Uh, yeah, Robert, Cleveland. Uh, you gotta think of places with no major cities. You're now tuned into the Roach Club Ooh, podcast. Coast this law. is Family Feud Roach Club edition. I am your host, Steve Jimenez yeah, El Tercero. Sure. South Dakota. Both of the Cody's. And that's three strikes. You guys can steal <laughs> it for the grand prize. Yeah, there's still forty something states answer. left. Yeah, Just, yeah. You guys got one answer. One answer. What is it? They like to ride horses. That's where they get the butt sticks, is in Montana. Come on, guys. <laughs> well, Brokeback Mountain. Okay, Broke back. It's either going to be Montana or Nebraska. Nebraska's fun. Okay, then, All right, then Nebraska. Montana. No, Montana. 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 I say Montana. What do you say? Nebraska. And what's your oh. final answer? M- Montana. Montana. Montana, you guys fucked up. You guys oh. win! <laughs> Nebraska was number two. Oh. Nebraska was the Damn. number two. But Mike, you just said it was fun. Damn. Yeah, what's fun, <laughs> well, what, what's fun in Nebraska, Mike? I have no idea. <laughs> Damn, y'all fucked up. Show me up a dab, dude, for that one. I need a dab. Yeah, all right, I'll get you right That's yeah, why. Yeah. All right, good game. Congratulations. Yeah, <laughs> the guys, it's only fair for the guests to win. That was a great game, boys. For this is reason, what we call a cliffhanger. He, I said go with his answer. He said go with my answer. <laughs> Yeah, Nebraska was a great choice. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> that yeah, you guys would have won, dude. I don't see yeah, how what? South Dakota's on there. What do you? Hey, Holo took the title. You guys are the are the champions for now. We'll take it. We'll take we'll do, it. We'll do a grand finale in December with all the guest winners, and we'll do a little tournament. You guys down? So far, oh, yeah, down. totally down. But so far, you guys are the only ones that <laughs> that have beat the <laughs> great. Yeah, Roach we don't Club, usually though. lose. Franco's pretty quick on the draw. I know. Nah, he yeah, no, he was. You should have trusted his fucking draw. <laughs> I yeah, did. Yeah, he I said it. go with his answer. He but, then switched to my <laughs> answer. Did he? Hey, hey. He convinced me. I was, I was like, wait, you're right. There's nothing fun in the past. <laughs> yeah. It happens. Oh, that but was But then beautiful. also you should go with your instinct. And for some reason I kept thinking Montana. But I don't know why. Well, it probably has horse farms and all kinds of cool I've stuff. I've never been to Nebraska. Uh, it seems boring. Okay. I've obviously picked something on my nose. Cause Cows and stuff. Oh, shit, go it is. Tend to it. Well... Thank you, gentlemen, for joining us. Thank you for having us. Yeah, it. Alfred, yep. Holo, any last words, any final thoughts before we close out the show? Yeah, it was a great time. I would say, you know, we'd love to be back anytime. Thanks for having us. You guys are an awesome squad. Um, glad we got to christen the table with some dabs and a session. You know what I mean? And um, again, anyone looking for Holo, um, we're in a lot of dispensaries. You can look us up on Leafly and... Um, you know, we're out here just trying to bring good product to the market. So we and humbly that, ask anyone. Straight hour of education, dude. Thank you. Yeah, guys. money. Thank you. That man. was beautiful. Your dab's ready. Oh hell yeah! Oh, Robert, any last words before I take this dab and pass out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just what what Alfred said. We're just trying to bring just awesome, high quality product, you know, to the market, to the medical market. So. 
Uh oh. Nah, that thing won't Oh man, breaking the guest, guest equipment. <laughs> sorry, dude. You're rolling You're on like, that. Sorry. Yeah. sorry, there's nothing left in there. Jeez. <laughs> Mikey, yeah. any last words? No, <laughs> thank you guys for your attention to detail. And I mean, we appreciate the support. We're going to keep telling everybody about it. So It's just awesome we finally got to come, come out here. No, I appreciate you <laughs> making it out to the shop. You're obviously welcome here anytime. And uh, we'll see you at Nature's Medicine. That's where I'll see you next. I'll pick up some the next special time I see that BOGO pop up. Franco, <laughs> anything you would like to close out the show with? Uh, no, thank you for everyone that came through. Thank you for the um, uh, education on the brand, but also uh, product. And then a uh, shout out to our caterers for uh, for the food today. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Dolo for making that happen. Shout out Prody, man. Uh, we're thinking about you all show. Sorry you couldn't be here. Uh be but, back Wednesday. Wednesday? Yeah, yeah, cool. Um... But yeah, you know. Oh yeah, thank thanks a hundred percent, a hundred times, a hundred hearts to our guest Holo. Make sure to follow him at Holo on Instagram. Go to Holo www.holo.co on the interwebs. You know, if you don't do that, you guys already know what to do. Go fuck yourself. We are <laughs> the Roach Clip Podcast. Ay 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 ay. Peace. Goodbye. Oh, that was mine. I get just you guys to smoke a blunt with. Oh, yeah.